One good people, welcome to another episode of Six Foot Weights. Uh, my name is Senna. As you can see, usually I lead with Wagwan, Mr. Maps. Uh, to Mr. Maps, he's disappeared. He decided to go MIA or what did they say? They say AWOL, away without <laughs> official leave or notice. Uh-huh. Uh, stepping up in his place today. Mm-hmm. Uh, introduction, demo, or should I, should I just lead with should no, I leave no. with with the the the, the adjectives the, the the normal English adjectives? <laughs> I just do whatever, just the cheese boy style. You should drum roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. Let me let me do it. Let me do it the girl in skies way. Hi guys, another episode of Six Foot Weights. Uh, my name is Sena Miso, and I always go by Sena. My name is Natasha, and I sometimes go by Nat. I feel like I got it wrong, but it's fine. We no, move. no, no, I think, I think you got it right. And I'm going to channel Mr. Map. So what's popping? What's popping, Mr. Moya? What, 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 what's happening? <laughs> you need to be more toxic than that to, to match Mr. Map's proper, greeting. proper. Even in the greeting, maybe toxicity would right. Lapa, you are coming with 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 violence and misogynoir. <laughs> what's popping? What's popping? I when you, know. When you Thank greet you the people, me. must just mm-hmm. when you greet the people, must just expect the misogynoir. Like it must yeah, just. Yeah, be like. I'll be like, I'll be like, man. Shout out to all the dizzy hands. <laughs> <laughs> No, but not seriously. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming through on uh, such no, short thank notice. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you're, you're, for always, having me. you're always a very welcome guest on the podcast. Uh, uh-huh. Welcome to Six Foot Weights, guys. Um, I don't think I have any housekeeping. Uh, Ty was uh-huh. away this week, uh, so I don't know how this episode is going to be put together and stuff. But we'll make a plan. We always make a plan. Uh-huh. Um Shout out to everyone who listened to last week's episode and special, special thanks to uh, King Kandoro for coming through. Um, that was an amazing time. Everyone, you know, the, the reviews are always great when he's on. Like, yeah. you know, everyone comes back with such positive, with such positive feedback. Like, yo, guys, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the podcast. Uh-huh. I enjoyed the everything. It was fun. It was nice. Um, so special thanks to you, Mukute, and and you guys should go check out his content, go check out his propaganda skits on mm-hmm. you know YouTube, Instagram. Um, he's not doing Sadza in the morning anymore, but if you like to, you know, watch or listen to the old episodes, go back to that. And obviously, his you know, one man stand-up shows are on YouTube as well. So special, special thanks to him. Nat, how are you doing? No, I am well. I'm well powered. Yes, May is such a long month, guys. It Yo. is. Like I'm feeling it. <laughs> it is such a long month. Um, Tinangapa, you know, we're, we're getting into like, I guess it's spring, but we're moving into summer. Mm-hmm. So you already know, Uguti, we're now at that point where, you know, your crush is like responding. Um, <laughs> you know, the responses are now delayed. Yes. Mm. You already know what's up, and mm. you know, there's nothing you can do about it. You're just <laughs> watching, and you're like, I will soon janitole. I have a pump, who will a pump with Avela, isn't it? You know, you know, being given vague, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your weekend? Ah, no, 
mine was good when I hear. <laughs> but during winter, yo, uh-huh. you used to tell me breakdown at 11 a.m. <laughs> this happened, half 11. Uh, but uh-huh. you know, you just know, you just have to, it's that season where you just have to, you know, stand up and just, strong. you just have to be strong and trust what you have. Trust what is in those offers expire. <laughs> that's really all you can do is it, so, so i wonder what it is though about about summer and spring in particular that makes people act or start acting weird is it because katesi everything's open people are going out the chances of meeting other people are bigger so abasak dingy or yeah I, th- I think it's that and particularly like in europe some of the days are longer so, okay. you know, normally, like winter time, we have Vugeksen, it's dark. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when we used to go into the office and stuff, if you leave your house like at seven, half seven, it's probably dark. If you leave the office, you know, after six, it's dark. So the yeah. day feels shorter. Um, yes. But then now it kind of feels long. You know, people in the summer do things after work, you know. Yes, you go uh, for things drinks. W- exactly. Everything. Things you wouldn't dream of, um, you know, you things you wouldn't dream of during winter. So I mm. think it's just just the more socialization. And obviously, yeah, you're, you're probably going to meet more people. So ha, it's a very, it's a very challenging time. And winter, Bakfuna left and right. Ah, winter. Ah. <laughs> Wait, as soon as you test, text, you see the bubble, you know, them responding. Mm. But now you get up, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I slept. Ah, you know, oh, what, what, what? You know, so Jello, let's meet next week. How? Next week in Jan. Well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> what am I supposed to do the rest of the days? It really but, sounds like a case for the feeling station. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It really does. No, it's funny because I was listening to um uh, this, this podcast where they were talking about, about it and they were breaking it down. And uh, but otherwise, it's it's a good season. You know, it's can you imagine being in like where the weather's grey and it's cold for literally ugh, six months of the year? You know, that's mm. a lot. So, so people kind of, you know, try and make the, 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 the most of good weather. But otherwise, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a good time. Summer's a good time. It's a good time. We're in the opposite. So like today, today I went to the office um, and it was raining. Like you wake, it rains during winter in Cape Town generally. So our rainy yeah. season, our winter season mirrors Europe. So right, it, it right. rains a lot during the yeah. winter. So sometimes yeah. I woke up in the morning, it was dark. You think it's late, Kandi? It's seven, like it's oh seven. Kumnyama, it's cold, mm. it's raining, and then even on the drive, you're stuck in traffic. And I'm just there, yeah. like guys, oh, people who yeah. are, I guess, working from home deserve to die because what the fuck's this? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's a bit drastic. <laughs> no, it was because uh, you know, like when you when you're stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, Kumnyama, uh, and it's seven uh-huh. in the morning and it's mm-hmm, raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like guys, I could be in my bed doing exactly yeah. what I'm going to do where I'm going. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, that's my rant over. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get into it because I know we don't have we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to your one of your latest episodes. I think it was two weeks ago, or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys were talking about Tlantlalax um, and this mm. Operation Dudula and all these things. Um, yeah. So we're going to lead today's podcast with something a bit serious. We'll probably get okay. lighter towards the end, guys. So mm-hmm. 
stay tuned mm-hmm. um but anyways this is obviously you guys were were, were just chatting about it and how mm. you know harmful it potentially could be mm. how he comes across as if he's saying smart things but uh, it it might mm-hmm. be misinformation yeah um before i i i get into kind of my thoughts and the history behind this whole thing and 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 what mm. i think if you mind just giving a brief summary of of what you were thinking about or the things that came to your mind when you're reading about Nklantlalax and Tutula mm. and all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'm hoping Nguti, at least when I, I know you would you will you will know more. Like we were just sort of casually talking. Um yeah. but I think it was off the back of uh, Elvis Nyati, the, yes. the, the the Zimbabwean man who unfortunately uh was murdered really mm. and, um and my understanding of events was Zuguti, he was it was a case of mistaken identity he was you know they thought he was someone else who had committed some kind of crime um but actually you know it was not him and they um the person who had committed that that crime was actually in police custody right and my whole thing was Uti, you know there's a danger of these kind of like vigilante things where people are like oh you know we're cleaning up our streets and that's my understanding i i stand to be corrected with the yeah. last last thing right Uti, they're kind of like saying which no these things are happening in our communities the police are not acting quick enough uh politicians are not acting quick enough um yeah. so we're taking matters into our own hands however right what always happens with these things is it turns xenophobic very yeah. quick yeah. right um, and Ama immigrants end up being like just low hanging fruit uh, where people will be like, oh, Ama Zimbabweans or whatever. And I think the thing that really grated me with Unsanta Lax um, was he retweeted or he posted like a fake story uh, where um, a, a fake story which was being um, basically it was like a President Nangakwa sort of saying um you know, and I don't really even like repeating um, these things, but things it was basically said. it was basically the sentiment of Uti, or you know, the the the, the immigrants about where they are criminals, mm. blah blah blah, and and funnily enough, it was turning tribal quite quick. But that was a fake story, it was right? A fake story, I, yeah. I, I I I don't think uh, President Nangakwa actually said that, but it was so um, I felt it was so irresponsible. Mm. To sort of tweet that, right? That was dangerous. Absolutely, absolutely dangerous. So with all the lamas babens who come, it's the Trump thing, right? With oh, we're not getting the best and the brightest. We're getting criminals. We're getting the rapists. We're getting kids. You know that sort of like dangerous rhetoric. Um, And like I said, I I I purposely also just don't want to know too much about Shalalat. But then I happened (laughs) to interact with just some of his content like I saw he I think the first time I came across him was um he was on podcast and chill with Umak G and Soul mm. and I immediately was like I call BS <laughs> like I was just <laughs> on like, a lot Who? of things yeah I was just like who is this guy because yeah. at the time I was kind of talking and he was saying I think Saul had made a comment with oh he's got that private school whatever and then he they were kind of laughing with oh 
he because Saul kind of has that as well mm. and you know they, 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 but I think Saul was kind of challenging him a little bit what's, mm. what's your background Janjan what's your team you know, what's your vibe exactly and he'll give the whole spiel with oh my dad was a my father was a criminal uh what 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 my mother um you know she used to work for like white people and she just had the gift of you know just i i, I guess you know mm. like um this that that and then i saw him on i saw a clip when he was with Lomo, and he sounded like Caesar. and i was like no this guy is a proper private school like cheese boy <laughs> cheese boy um but he wants to, he is a cheese boy looking for a cause right mm. um and i think what's disingenuous is you know he's not um oh our communities that mm. that dude that's not your community if we're being if we're keeping we're it about like that's not your community you know someone uh you know i mean there's nothing wrong but someone at oh you know this is happening in Bopo Manjajan, and you've never like you live like in a Benside, right? You mm. live in Majam Shope. You've never, that's not your community. Yeah. Like you literally, you don't know anything about that life, right? Mm. Um, so I just, I just, it it was worrying to me. And and then also on the other side, I think there is a conversation just to a conversation to be had. Um with you know i'll focus on zim because that's where we're from there's yeah. a conversation to be had about um i don't know just the responsibility of the zimbabwean government right yes. because if we go back to the elvis Nyati thing my understanding is that um you know there was a gathering and then the ambassador uh came right uh to that gathering um but then he was chased away because you know what happened i, I don't know if you saw the story but he um the the ambassador he, he is an ambassador to south africa right yeah. um there is a very large uh popu- like a very large you know multi-tribal population in south africa from zim right mm-hmm. he came there uh you know ukulumis or whatever he could not utter a word of isindebel or no, even Sizu, right and then what happened is people were like they chased him out because he needed an interpreter i mean wh- what kind of privilege is that, is that i'm sorry yeah, there's a certain level of arrogance that comes with that of course because if you were uh, the the ambassador to to spain or whatever you would come and 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 you'd be like oh como estas like you would know the local language but mm. it's just the the sheer it's the tribalism mixed with incompetence just mixed with all that sort of stuff so can you imagine these are the people that are supposed to advocate for us yeah no it's right? terrible it's terrible so yeah um I'll, I'll let me let me maybe maybe it's a bit of a, a history lesson for those who may not be aware of where a lot of these things stem from. So post ninety four, South Africa's always been, and if you'll forgive me if this may come across as like a a monologue of Senna going on one of his things again, but post ninety four, South Africa's always been a tense country, especially in Gauteng. Mm-hmm. Gauteng is unique in the sense that it's the smallest province in size but it's the most populated and most diverse in the entire country. So when you go to Joburg, 
and maybe even Pretoria, you are likely to find a lot of people from different parts of South Africa and different parts of Africa, right? So it's always been like a melting pot in a way where people go to seek better opportunities, right? It's the richest city on the continent. What I think has unfortunately happened is every time things don't go well economically, um, there's foreign nationals become, you know, kind of the scapegoats for which, you know, people, for, for people to blame. And it stems back from, if my understanding is correct, I think the, the first sort of proper outbreak of xenophobic violence was in 2008. And we all know what things were like in 2008, right? Mm. Um, everything was terrible. Things were bad economically. There was no food in Zim. People in South Africa were losing jobs. It was probably the worst economic um, depression we had seen in, you know, 50 plus years, whatever it is. So what happened is, that was the first outbreak, which mm-hmm. stemmed from a lot of people, especially from Zim, moving and crossing the border into SA. So mm-hmm. what South Africa did at the time, which was, it was a quick fix, but it wasn't really a proper fix. Um, Tabo Mbegi had the opportunity to criticize Robert Mugabe and pressurize Mugabe to like step aside. And we all know that he didn't do that, right? They all coddled him, but like, ah, Bob, you know, you know, like maybe like calm down and that didn't work. So what it meant was South Africa as the most affected neighbor decided to not take a stance, right? Their friendly politics, mm. whatever it was, their friendly foreign policy, they didn't do anything. So they chilled, right? And what it meant was just more people kept leaving Zim, crossing the border into SA. And they do this in two or three different ways, right? So the first is you have a passport, you go into the country, you get a work permit or a study permit and you work legally in the country. That's fine, right? That was, it's, it's the streamlined main process of getting rights to live in SA. The second was people who had passports cross the border and then not leave. So people who would overstay and then end up being um, illegal immigrants with passports, um, but they've overstayed and they just look for opportunities, whether or not they get deported, they run that risk. It is what it is. It's better than going back to Zim, right? Mm -hmm. This is all in a space of maybe five years or so from the early 2000s. I have no idea. And then the last group of people obviously jump the border, like physically, you know, 100 k's from Bait Bridge, cross the Limpopo, um, walk all the way to a small town, and then from there, catch a bus or whatever to Joburg, look for opportunities mm-hmm. as a cleaner, as a waiter, wherever, as long as it's not Zim, people are just happy to do that. So what you have now is a very big population of Zimbabweans living in South Africa, a lot of them legal and a lot of them illegal. Um which is obviously a problem, right? So what unfortunately then happened is South Africa, instead of saying, Zim, fix your issues, they went for like what's called a quick fix and they issued ZSPs. So it's like Zimbabwe special special dispensation visas, right? Uh Which were, if you're a Zimbabwean with a passport and a job offer, you can work in SA and that's fine. Like we'll let you work, well, if you've overstayed on your passport, we'll forgive you, just come and apply, 
But what it didn't do is for the people who didn't have passports, they were still stuck in the same position. It didn't remedy their situation. And in any event, the ZSPs were meant to be temporary measures. So you couldn't renew it. It was just like, okay, Bambalapa, this will make you legal. And then after that, yeah. at least Tina as SA were able to know where you are. Home Affairs knows where you are. And then what we can do is once you've got your ZSP in three years, apply for a work permit, apply for study, apply for other rights in terms of what the Immigration Act. Mm-hmm. What unfortunately happens, South Africa then decided to, over the years, become stricter in their immigration regulations. So to get a South African work permit now is almost impossible. Um, you you, you mm. can't get that thing because employers will ask you, will ask your employer, sorry, your, the, the Department of Home Affairs will ask your employer if mm. they've interviewed other South Africans and gotten permission from the Labor Department to hire you. Obviously, mm. what it means is if you're not, uh, if you don't have a critical skill, you're going to fall off. You're not going to get mm. rights. So all these people, what was meant to kind of solve the problem has just extended it. And we've just now got thousands or even I think it's probably over a million now Zimbos in limbo in South Africa. And then whenever things go south, whenever the economy is not working, whenever people are upset, no one ever challenges the government of South Africa. No one ever challenges whoever. It's always, ah, these ones must go. They're the problem. They're the reason they don't have a job. They're the reason there's crime. Uh-huh. Of which, obviously, if you don't have a job, it's because the country is not creating enough jobs. The uh-huh. guy who's working as a waiter earning in tips at Mug and Bean, he's not the uh-huh. one taking your job because he's also yeah. just begging for pennies, right? Exactly. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, whenever someone has, I think, a political aspiration, uh-huh. it's, it's a very easy coattail to ride off. And right. that usually sparks xenophobic violence. And to this day, you know, no one in the ANC or in the South African government will ever go to the PF and say, hey, chief, guys, maybe let's fix the problem that makes people leave yeah. where they are, right? No one's ever done that in the space of, I mean, it was 2008 back then. It's now 14, 15 years later. Yeah. And we still have xenophobic violence to people who say foreigners must go they'll go and you still face the same problems right crime has always been an issue in south africa that's a policing issue lack of proper opportunities and employment you know that's because the economy and the government is not doing enough to create jobs the zimbos most zimbos that are working here it's either they have very scarce and special skills i always say that zimbabwe has exported probably 50% of its most brilliant minds to everywhere around the world. Yeah. And then 60% of its middle class to yeah. South Africa and other places. And, and unfortunately, guys like Lux and all of these will, will, will you know, will, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Um, no, no stress. Um, so guys like Lux and all of these mm-hmm. guys will always take advantage if right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they'll ride off the coattails of that. And before you know it, we'll have more, we'll have regular xenophobic outbursts. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what the solution is. Uh, maybe it's to remove, not to remove, but 
to fix the root. Uh-huh. Migration is the most natural thing to ever exist in the world, right? People have yeah. been migrating since the beginning of time. Animals uh-huh. migrate, like people move. It's it's a natural thing. Obviously, now we've got the borders and the world is moving towards a direction which I don't agree with personally, mm-hmm. where it's it's like now we're clamping down on any movement. Brexit was also, you know, big on that. That, that's, that's, that was one of the main things, stop immigrants. Mm-hmm. But I think immigration, when it's controlled, is fine. Even if you think it's uncontrolled, it is not the issue that people should be fighting over. But yeah, that's my rant over. I mean, I, I've been, I've been actually mm. avoiding um, any operation mm. Lab's content on Twitter for a reason. Mm. No, and and I understand, and and thank you for that context. Is so? Just a question: Is it the same in Cape Town, or is it different? It's different. Mm. It's different because a Cape Town is is unique in that it's white dominated. It's white mm. and color dominated. They're not competing for, well, I say compete very loosely because even black people in Joburg aren't competing with each other for opportunities. But Uh black people in Cape Town don't see foreign nationals as competitions for the opportunities that are here. Um, The majority of the white people do not see black people as competition for the economic opportunities. Same Uh with colored people and everything. Cape Town has its problems, right? It's got racism, a huge class difference, a huge monetary divide. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what makes Joburg unique is just how many different kinds of people, different tribes, nationalities are there. And Mm -hmm. when you have that many differences and that much struggle and poverty in one place, it's it's bound to, to erupt like that if someone stalks the fires. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and and that's the thing about Uguti. It's so unfair, Uguti. You know, uh, expats <laughs> as they're known. You know, um, they yeah. don't have that experience. I always think it's funny, like when when you hear people in the UK, like, oh, you know, um, I love South African, and I'm always like, where did you go? And it's always Cape Town. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> So the people um, people yeah. say so that Cape Town is South Africa light, uh, like you just haven't experienced South Africa unless you go to Joburg. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Thank, thank you for that. Um, and yeah. So if anyone look, um, the one one thing that I've I've been avoiding. I know Hopewell once had like a space um, mm. on on this, and I, which I felt was very irresponsible. Uh, me and my friend, mm-hmm. me and Hanani, were just talking about it. We're like, bruh, you can't. Mm you're literally giving xenophobes a platform to pile more hate on foreign nationals because you're like, what's the issue? Everyone knows mm. that things are already tense. You're basically saying, right, guys, come, let's, let's, let's fan this fire even more. Mm. And so stuff like that, like I think even on social media, we need to be careful the kind of content that we engage with, mm. especially spaces that we jump onto whenever all this you know, xenophobic stuff is happening. I mute it. Mm-hmm. because in the grander scheme of things, you're just giving these people the platform that they want. Mm. And I can tell you now, the majority of South Africans are not xenophobic. 
it's mm. it's usually just a small very very militant group of people that mm. are motivated by someone or some people mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it, they make it seem like ah the country you know doesn't like yeah. foreigners that's yeah. not the case South Africans are amongst the most welcoming friendly people you'll ever meet mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah. anyways that's just my two cents um no, thank you. I hope Listen, that's why we need to tint our green passports, guys. E passport and all that stuff. And the last point that I was going to make was on people that have these conversations. And and I think it it was I think I, I listened to your episode where you guys kind of touched on it and you're explaining how you just don't like engaging with yeah. this thing. And it really made me think, Oguti, to be honest, like people that were on that space or just generally people who just comment are normally people who are not in SA. It's people who True. are in Zim or people who are, you know, in the UKs and all that stuff. And we're the ones who are, you know, able to kind of be like, oh, yeah, but what is our government doing? And kind of have all this, you know, wanting to sound nuanced. And you don't know what actually you're putting people in danger. That, that's the truth. By having that those conversations. So, yeah. And, you know, you got politicians. I mean, guys like Herman Mashaba and mm. and a couple other guys who will ride off this wave because that's the mm. ticket that they are taking for success, right? That's the one that they're relying on for popularity because politics mm. is about popularity. And if you feel like there's popular sentiment, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna jump on that wave and make sure that people listen to you until... You're tired until mm-hmm. they're tired and yep. one of the big things is no matter i like how you said people try to be nuanced you want to enter these spaces with people you've never met before mm-hmm. and you want to be nuanced and flex your intellectual capabilities mm-hmm. and try to look at things from this perspective and that perspective and try to be this listen you're engaging with people that are probably most likely made up their minds mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. what are their intentions behind all of that and you're not going to change them yeah yeah yeah, that's true. That's true. Vele, I in delay, but 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 I think you're right. Like you just can't. You have to be responsible with the conversations that you have. Yes. Um, because at the end of the day, it's like I said, it's normally people who are not in essay you know yeah. who 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 have these conversations but no thank you thank you thank you Mr. Yes. Moyo, for that no, no, no. it's all good it's all good thank you uh let's move on to some different uh-huh. type of content because this one uh-huh. this one is triggering for a lot of people uh uh-huh. apologies yeah. to those who felt like uncomfortable in those but we move mm-hmm. um there's something that i was watching on netflix i'm not sure if you saw it Matt. um mm-hmm. it's called our father <laughs> yes <laughs> did you watch that show I did. Bruh. Oh my goodness. I'm so I shook. I'm so shook. Guys, um, the world is evil. Mm-mm. So for those who haven't watched it, it's, I'm, I'm not laughing because it's funny because yeah, it's also just like a, a terrible, terrible thing. So what happened, I think it's in the 70s. Yeah. Um, there's a doctor in some state in the US. He was a fertility or is a fertility specialist. He's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a fertility specialist who, when women would come to him or when yeah. you know, couples would come and say, hey, no, look, we're struggling to have a child. Um, maybe let's use, you know, your specimen. Maybe let's use your semen to impregnate your wife. 
uh-huh. you would then decide um, <laughs> this man he would then decide to use his own uh, yep. specimen uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. the funny thing is in deciding to use his own things <laughs> mm-hmm. it was he'd 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 often even when the woman came in maybe she maybe she was single or something he'd say no we got it from an anonymous donor um someone donated whatever and this is what we used so over the years this is probably i don't know how long he'd been doing this yeah but he had been impregnating a whole bunch of women without their consent or knowledge Uh with his uh semen so a, a lot of these women then come later on in life um uh-huh. they have children and these children yeah. i think one of them did like a dna test which uh-huh. she's like oh no so treating my doctor is this my father is the doctor mm. and then the more i don't know how that site works in the states uh-huh. but other siblings kept popping up uh-huh. and uh-huh. i think he's like oh, got over a hundred uh-huh. and counting people yep. that match his dna that he fathered over the years yeah. Apparently assisting these women. Uh, Nat, <laughs> what were your thoughts as you were watching that? I couldn't believe it. Like at first I saw the trailer before it it, it dropped and I just couldn't believe it. I, it's, I can't even find the words. It's so cruel. It is, um, you know, you know, all of it is bad. But I especially felt just especially more bad for the couples where the husband or the partner like gave his sample, right? Yes. And thought, Uti, Kona, Kona, you know, that is his child. Um, I just think there's just something so cruel about that. Because literally, Uti, Uti, he, was, he, he would get the sample and be like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would nah. throw it away. You know, um, like I'm saying, it's all bad because, you know, people didn't consent to it. Um, But I just think that is just so cruel. And you think about Tukuti, what is happening in the mind of such a person, you know, who is doing that? Um, I bet he never thought Tukuti technology would be so advanced, Tukuti. I think it was a website called 23andMe. Um, and, and, and how these things work is, you know, you get your profile and then it will ping you if you have relatives, like if there's people that kind of match your DNA and that's how Mm -hmm. people sort of discover with, oh, my cousin or this, 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 um, because a lot of people are displaced, especially, you know, in America. Um, so I think he never thought to he would be found out, (laughs) you know, like ever, and there's just something so narcissistic about the whole thing. And I thought what was even sad was Uti, I think there was nothing they could do, like in terms of bringing criminal charges or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. particular form of, I, I, I'll call it assault. That particular mm. form of assault isn't legislated as yet because mm. you, you don't envisage something like that happening. Yeah. Ever. Yo. Nah, man, that is that is wild. Um, I don't know if it's spoiling if we say how many kids. Well, anyway, well, it was quite high. It was it was <laughs> high. I think I've already said I said over a hundred. Um, yeah. but but you guys could check out that thing. I think what's so people who do that, 
<laughs> there's I once met a guy here in Cape Town actually um, at the gym. So I go to the uh-huh. gym. I'm lifting, lifting. Afterwards, um, I meet this guy, and we're just talking. And he's like, "Ah, no, so, you know, how old are you?" And at the time I was about twenty-four. Uh-huh. I'm like, "No, nah, I'm twenty-four." He's like, "Ah, okay. So how many children do you have?" I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> "What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, like, I don't uh-huh. have any." He's like, "Hindab." Uh-huh. Like, what do you mean, Hindab? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? I, I don't have. I don't have the motivation or incentive or the finances to do that right now yeah and he's like no it's also guys like no 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 don't you know that is um to multiply mm. and, and 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 have more and reproduce that's when you become uh-huh. a man uh-huh. like chief if this is your way of thinking hey yeah i'm scared for you and obviously you know people say that that doctor was in what may have been in some sort of a cult um, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know, but dude, I thought that was really messed up. Mm. In in the sense that Vanilla Bantu, who continued to do this, probably you know nowadays, who just father as many children as possible and mm. care at them. I, I wonder what it is. Is it a biological thing that incentivizes and pushes people to do that? Yeah, because yeah, it's kind of like the Nick Cannon thing, right? I was, I was he, about to come to that one. <laughs> yeah, because he's now on child number eight. Um, but I think with him, he kind of gets away with the fact that seemingly, you know, he the he's his different uh households seem to be content. We never hear any mess, um, and he's able to kind of care for them, right? Um, I do think that there are some people I have met people who I don't know if you have like I've increasingly met guys who genuinely get a lot of joy from having kids, not in an irresponsible way. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, um, what you mean? Like, and it's 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 always interesting to me because I think we kind of grew up with men just, you know, uh, but I think that this new generation of men, they're quite involved, you know, they think they they're doing much, much, much better. Um, but I, I just think my issue is where you father these kids and then you do not take care of them. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think you have to, um, be there for them emotionally as much as you can financially as much as you can. Um, but I I think there's just something people's psyches. Are, are different but like for example you were saying that Kosakara was saying to you oh you know your job is this and what mm. I what I would challenge with that is no way is the kid the focus yes. it's about you it's about you and, and your ego and exactly and I always kind of think that's quite a dangerous space because mm. yes you can have the desire yourself but I think you should always you, sh- you should also think about the child because mm-hmm. you know, if 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 all goes according to plan, you know, you will die before the child, and the child will, you know, will be an adult, adulting. So you need to think about the child as well. Yeah. Uti, you know, what's what's my um, you know, what can I do? But I think it's just to say that's a totally separate conversation to this this our father guy who was put, I mean, that is disgusting. No, that's just that sick. is that is absolutely sick. Um, and like I said, I think never thought to, to there would ever be a website where people connect the dots. 
and, and maybe he did so what happened so you upload your dna so you go for a mm-hmm. dna test i assume right yeah yeah and then what did you, you upload your results no because the company is the one that processes your so you send your dna to to your nale 23 and me or whatever oh right? okay so it's the company that actually is a lab the lab will... yeah okay. yeah yeah so so there though i'm sure there's different settings maybe you can choose you know not to be visible or whatever mm. so then that's how it will match it'll be like oh looks like you have so and so as a distant cousin or you know that sort of stuff but let me ask you this because i had a conversation i was talking to my cousin about this and yeah. she was kind of saying that because you remember there was the first uh the, the daughter who is yes. the one who started this, took the DNA test, blah, 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 blah. And then she was the one reaching out to different people when she kind of cracked with all of this was happening. But my cousin was kind of saying it was not her place to almost like ruin people's lives. I don't know. <laughs> she was kind of saying that um, like, you know, she didn't like the fact that she seemed to get joy in like, oh, another sibling. Let me make a call. <laughs> yeah and, but and i don't know what you think she took it very personally to mm. every time it pinged she uh. literally just decided oh okay cool i i would jump to her defense a little bit and say perhaps her presumption was when people are going on to 23 and me it is because yeah. they are curious and they want to know yeah so yeah. It's, it's not obviously I'm, I'm sure there are other dna testing facilities that can assist you with you know doing a test and then withholding a privacy mm-hmm. i don't think mm. we have anything in zim or even south africa yeah I don't, i'm not sure about anywhere else where you can submit your dna results and they test it and then link it to other people yeah i i don't think we have something that's along those lines so I would I would assume her presumption was anyone who is doing this mm-hmm. is doing this mainly for the for the benefit of finding out information or answering mm-hmm. questions that they had. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they would have done it in a more confidential, disclosed manner, right? Because I assume right. you sign consent or release forms for your yeah. DNA to be linked to other people and then made available yeah. sort of online. Yeah. That's just my two cents. Yeah. No, no, I think you make a good point that you're already curious. Uh, mm. But like you said, there were over 100. I think we probably saw, I want to say maybe about 20 siblings. Uh, so clearly yes. the others didn't want to come on Netflix. <laughs> like, and be... But just, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's sick. Uh, I'm trying to see, obviously, let's say when I submit this thing and then someone comes to me and says, hey, chief, uh, the person that you think is your father is not your father. Uh, it's some weird oh. ass doctor. You're then My faced goodness. with, you're immediately faced with the conundrum, right? Mm-hmm. Do I continue with my life as it is without disclosing any of the stuff? Yeah. Or do I reach out to these people and, you know, expose the doctor? Obviously, once yeah. the documentary comes out and your mother went to this guy, Mm-hmm. already in her head she'll now know with the ah, time time yeah this is what happened and the thing is i wonder how many people have hid like maybe they've seen this documentary and like you said they know that they they went to that doctor but they're like 
over my dead body like i am i am not because not everyone's doing dna tests and stuff right so there are people who are like nope you know i'm not about to you know lose my marriage (laughs) you know uh yeah but no that is so cruel guys no it is cruel it's cruel and the funny thing is he leveraged that sick act to mm. then be recognized as an industry expert yes. so like people were like yo that doctor's got results hey like you want a kid yeah. you go to him like he works like yes sebens are like and then that time <laughs> literally the <laughs> <laughs> ah. thing is wow. there's this woman who was saying that obviously to kind of get you know the premium grades you know you have to put in some work. So, <laughs> so, so, so this guy is proper. Like, hey, hi guys. No. So obviously, just to, to to end this one, from a legal point of view, mm-hmm. so, and, and this, unfortunately, the, the definition of rape has changed over time, trigger warning to right. everyone who may be listening to this. It's changed over time. I think in many countries, it used to be um, vaginal penetration that was the primary definition of rape. But then over the years, I know in SA, for example, even in some, they've amended it mm. to say, no, it's not just vaginal, it can be anal, it's mm. not just with your uh, manhood, it can also be mm. with your hands or an object, right? anything that, you know, without yeah. your consent is being used and put into mm-hmm. your body, even if it's not vaginal, even through your mouth, it's just, that's that falls yeah. into the Sexual Offence Act. This yeah. was just weird because it seemed to evade all the broad definitions that we've come to to this day and that's just how crazy this whole story was um but i hope eventually maybe they can sue him for Mm. you know a class action suit and so you want money for the pain and suffering and the damage breach of Mm. contract whatever it is i'm sure there's some there's something they can get him on yeah Oh God, that's disgusting, man. That is, yeah, sick. that is. Oh, <laughs> that is sick. That is sick. Sick, sick. Um, moving along, uh, because you know, time perspective. I'm not sure if you saw this chat on on mm-hmm. Twitter. I, it wasn't in the notes that I sent you because I only thought about it later. So mm-hmm, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that your mind will latch onto it quick, mm-hmm. quick. Um, mm-hmm. there were a lot of chat on 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 the socials in the last couple mm-hmm. of days about marriage. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Did, did you see them are you talking about uh the, the, is it this uh this girl um cooking for her husband i wasn't sure where it came from i mean i'm going to go to think piece after think piece um, yeah why do you guys want to get married marriage is rooted in patriarchy <laughs> and it was like a lot yeah. like, and someone even said besides um you know besides money or something why mm. else would you do it right. um right. i'm not sure if if what 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 the tweet was or where the chat came from that so i think there's many many things right but i yeah. know that um there's this lady on Twitter called uh, Miss Chindia, I think. I think um, okay. she got married to this guy called Ten Diamond. I don't know if you know Ten Diamond. He's a rapper. Um, I think, he I was think... he was on Cook Off. 
you know, the Netflix Tabo, movie. I think Tabo and King Tandoro touched on her marriage last week, something along those lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where they were being toxic. Yes. <laughs> when Tandoro was like, people like, could never be me. It's like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it could never be you. <laughs> <laughs> it really couldn't. Because I think there's a number of things. I think um, the, the initial chat, I didn't really, there's this thing, or whatever, but I think in Dewele culture, we kind of do it differently. But yeah. it's almost like, you know, when you get married, then you kind of get roasted by the guy's family. Like they want you to like, you know, cook, you know, you know, stuff like that, right? I think mm. she posted something about that. But to be honest, I, I didn't really engage with that. But then I think apparently she I don't follow her like on uh, Instagram, but someone was like, I think it started as someone sort of saying, oh, you know, um, or miss whatever, like, um, you know, I love how like she's cooking. So I think she like posts like a pega and like maybe like, you know, serving her husband, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, then that's when it exploded, right? Yeah. Um, then people, then everyone had, opinions and stuff like that i always think like with these twitter chats right so to be honest there's probably something i'm missing i don't know what made people feel like they can comment on a marriage that is not theirs yes i always find that interesting and then on top of commenting on it make very crazy general generalizations yeah so you're taking someone's context and then you're just saying yeah but mina in my opinion there's no benefit to this thing and i'm just there like "Mm, okay yeah okay listen listen right i think i have an issue when people have a conversation and it's linked to a specific person right or Mm. a specific marriage because i think that is unfair uh people's relationships are individual um i don't think it's anyone's place to comment do you remember a few years ago when this woman talked about how she woke she wakes up at 3 a.m to bake scones i remember that (laughs) and people were like no people were like could never be me And then like a, few, uh, like a few days later, she was now tweeting, trying to, you know, say, oh, I woke up and uh, it, it, uh, daddy uh, tried to make make out like he did some chores like as yeah. well. Like, oh, he, 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 he got us hot water or something like that. Okay, here's the thing, right? I, mm-hmm. I do think that if you look at just marriage and who it benefits, right Mm -hmm. i do think it benefits men more like and i want to be clear i'm not talking about these particular people i do not know them yeah in the sense that just look at uh the 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 like the like the ages that uh married men die compared to single men right uh married men live longer married women live uh less so if you're a single woman you're probably going to live longer, <laughs> right? Yeah. Than if you are married. Um, and I think, and, and I do think that a lot of how we view things, uh, although we want to be progressive and all that stuff, 
you know, it's giving, like you guys are saying. <laughs> it is, it is rooted in patriarchy. Rooted. Like a lot of white cities, it's rooted and it's giving patriarchy, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think, from my understanding, what a lot of people kind of push back on is this choice feminism, right? Of OT, um, you know, when women sort of say, you know, I am choosing to do this. I am choosing to cook for my husband. I am choosing to, this is what, but then what they'll be saying with you, you know, you need to interrogate your choices. Like, are they really, like, it's just like when someone says my preference is, right? Um, you know, my preference is this type of woman. It's kind of like, okay, I get it. But can we interrogate your preferences? You really, you think you have autonomy over your preferences but actually you don't it is a function of being influenced by media by social media it's a function of different things but we think we have the choice but actually we don't right (laughs) like if you really deep it um but you know listen i i it's 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 i think at the end of the day people should pursue their happiness their happiness what, what I'll say, that's the thing, yeah. What, what, what I'll, all I'll add is fine, even if people can say, is it really your choice? Or is, mm-hmm. is society, has society nudged you into such a direction that you believe is your choice? That yeah. can apply to almost every single thing you do on a day to day basis when mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning from mm-hmm. deciding to take a shower. Is it mm-hmm. really your choice? Or has society placed an expectation that you must shower in the morning? From deciding to brush your teeth, from <laughs> deciding to do anything you mm-hmm. want in a day. Is mm-hmm. it your choice or society place that obligation? Now, obviously, marriage is a different type of thing. It's an agreement between two people. Yeah. I think we're now at a point where, unfortunately, the mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I need to be very careful how I word this. Mm-hmm. At least I'd be cancelled. Where unfortunately there is a move to make things that we've grown up thinking are standard, pretty normal, as unpopular uh-huh. as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's sort of a, a de-branding of the nuclear family type setup in a way, right? So someone will, uh-huh. will come and say, I, I mean, I want, you know, my wife and two kids. As a man, I can say this and... Mm-hmm. guys aren't going to bet an eye in terms mm-hmm. of my choice or shame me for making that decision mm-hmm. i found that a lot of women are now scared to actually come out and own that mm-hmm. especially on twitter maybe in like outside of twitter i think people are still like i know me i want this my yeah. family expects this mm-hmm. it would make my parents happy it would make me happy yeah but but when you come on Twitter and you say that, there's a kind of shaming that 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 comes from a certain sphere of social media. Yeah. It's like, ah, you wake up in big scones for your husband at 3 a.m. <laughs> it never be me. Could never be me. <laughs> what if you know, the husband wakes up and does other things for um his person mm-hmm. at some point? I always laugh when I'm talking to, to some friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, guys, so Nangenumundu. In, in the house and I'm with my girlfriend, mm. there's an expectation of which I must go and see what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. society has placed that expectation on me. 
uh-huh. and into a must. So I must not do that. And and I think we mustn't impose our own beliefs onto people as if this is the right way to live life. This is the wrong way to live life. People uh-huh. want to get married, let them go get married. If you have views on what for you, it would be almost giving patriarchy more power, then that's uh-huh. your view. Stick by it, keep it. Yeah. Don't now try to impose it aggressively because I think that's what happens on Twitter, aggressively uh-huh. on other children. I'm going uh-huh. to ask what your views are on marriage in general, but not on now. what? On marriage in general. But eh, not mana 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 <laughs> well, my views. Now you start on, telling me it's rooted. It's it's giving. <laughs> my views on marriage are similar to Whoopi Goldberg's views, which is I don't want li- anyone living in my house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want. No, no, no. To be honest, I think marriage is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, you know, if I met the right person, I would love to get married I, I think unfortunately maybe I've also seen like when it goes horribly wrong yeah um but honestly I think you can't beat two people coming in agreement and choosing to build a life you know just even financially even like what you're saying about the outcomes of Abandwana you know there yeah. there are better outcomes if you know it's a, a two-parent household and I think the most important thing is that people need to do what works for them right yes. and i always say and maybe lama will be canceled but i always laugh with my friends and and i'm always like guys don't yo if you don't use twitter standards in life <laughs> in your in your marriages and all that sort of stuff because i think it's a bit of give and take and the honest truth is to have some I think family marriage is one of those institutions where you kind of need some type of order, right? Mm. And unfortunately, with some type of order, it people play different roles, you know? And, you know, I have to know, you know, if I'm hiking the volleyball, I catch, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you have to, you have to know, Uguti, um, the, the, the role you're playing. And that's why I know some people laugh and say, Uguti Kona Kona isn't a zombie because because all these like super educated people is not gonna work um so i just think people should do what works for them but i do agree that probably a lot of people now keep quiet like there's certain things that they wouldn't say on social media um and then i think there's this toxic thing that has started um, which is, I think it started with the whole high value men, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then there's this, there are whole Alpha these, male. Yeah, but then there are all these <laughs> femininity coaches. Like what? if you go on like, yeah, like if you go on like TikTok and stuff like that, it's this whole push of like, oh, you know, if you're a woman, if you want to attract a high value man, whatever, you need to be, tap into your femininity. You know, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's giving weird um like they like they're proper like femininity <laughs> coaches and stuff like that and I'm just always like oh my god I think maybe where sometimes mm-hmm. women, some women struggle is it just always feel feels like you have to perform you have to labor 
to almost get this prize right yes um to to to, to kind of get this prize because the truth is right the truth is in most traditional setups yeah a man is the one that can give access to marriage I don't know if that makes sense. In most traditional setups, a man is the one that gives access. So in the sense that if There's a man doesn't... There's certain keys that people hold, okay. right? Okay, okay. If he doesn't for, ask you... It's yeah, it's, it's not happening. I mean, you can try and, you know, ask, but I mean, it only if the man... Like, the man is the one who's going to decide which this is... And, and for most women, they want that, right? So it's almost like you have to... Yeah, it, it feels like it's a like a competition like a chase to get this thing um but i i i i think marriage is a beautiful thing honestly i think people, mm. but, but i think people should do what works what works for, for them them um but i do agree that a lot of people like keep quiet they don't listen you will meet the most progressive woman and the other thing can i just say mm-hmm. men right you know, the sinners of this world, oh. they'll come across as <laughs> progressive, you know, oh, what, 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 what. But most men in their homes, they are not progressive at all. <laughs> like, when you now marry that man, this guy wants me to cook every day. This talk to people who you should talk to your women friends who've got married and they will tell you that there's you know that men know the talk right they now know how to position things in in a certain way and yes but they are not progressive i'm sorry like in most setups in in most homes yeah. men are not progressive and, and that's the honest truth and then <laughs> if, if you want peace in your home you know are you going to be coming every day and saying oh this is rooted in patriarchy it's <laughs> this, it's that. you're just gonna keep quiet and yeah. you know yeah it's unfortunate yeah. because i think a lot of these like we said society places a lot of demands on both parties mm. it's it becomes unfortunate when when two people they agree that Mina, I want you, I want you, and then they need to get families involved, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. roles have to be delineated, right? So yeah. all of a sudden, you told your family, then they say, right, you must come. This mkwasha mkwenyana must come and pay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. And then his family on the flip side is saying, hey, don't mela whatever, whatever, right? Um, I always think back to when we go Emma Emma Kai, right? Um, and, and I always yeah. feel slightly bad. I've got I'm I'm a, I'm a guy, obviously. It's a patriarchal family. We go visit my grandparents. You have my girl cousins running around cooking, everything. Even though at home or outside of that setting, we are mm-hmm. as equal as can be. At school, we're equal. Uh-huh. Academically, we're equal. Maybe even at home, they treat us equally. But in that particular setting, there's specific roles, right? I mean, I can chill under the tree, uh-huh. relax, catch up on chats and be fine. But they uh-huh. are expected uh-huh. to run around and do all these things. Yep. 
and and that's where I'm like, when it's two people, it's fine. And then when others get involved, it becomes a bit more difficult. But but anyways, um, we can talk all day and night about the different forms and facets of marriage. Um, I think yeah. people shouldn't super. Can, can I just say one thing? Yeah. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> but she's she's uh then the nigerian right so one time her, i used to work with her her parents-in-law were visiting right yeah so they were staying with them right and you know uk houses are so small like everyone is in each other in each other's space right mm-hmm. so what um and at the time i used to work a job where sometimes we would do like we would finish late like maybe start at 12 finish at eight or whatever right yeah so she used to say that um basically because her parents-in-law are so traditional right that even if she finishes at eight nine like when she gets there no one has lifted a finger maybe the mom has he put like chicken or something, right? But then, so what she used to say is that what her and her husband used to do, right, um, is because when they're alone, oh, best believe he's cooking, you know, every, each person is getting their own takeaway. <laughs> like there's, 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 yeah. there's none of this, right? But then it's like the performative side when you now have family, right? So she used to say that what used to happen is sometimes, um, if the husband comes a little bit earlier, right, what he would do, maybe he would try and like clean the kitchen or whatever, right? And then when she comes, right, they would close the kitchen door, right? And he would cook. Okay. Okay. Um, and just so that, just so that what his parents don't see him cooking. Right. So he would cook. And then like if maybe, you know, the the the, the parents kind of like open the door, like she would suguba and mm. you know do the thing. But obviously he knew he was just like, you know, like this is not how we we we, we, we work, do things. you know. This is not how we do things. But it's so sad that you know he can't really even explain that to his yeah, parents. You have, be like, you, yeah. But you have to be performative, right? So uh-huh. I, I, I was just saying to to um, another homie of mine, City, mm. at some some things, see too, see right. Uh, uh-huh. Homie uh-huh. of mine being my girlfriend, by the way, City. Ah! <laughs> um, certain things see sharp, but obviously, vadala or whatever, you might just uh-huh. need to put on a performance. Uh-huh. Which is sad, but that's just as the nature of, of how things are. So I may be fine with certain things. I may be fine uh-huh. with, you know, short shorts and whatever, and you know, uh-huh. mini skirts and all these nice things. Uh-huh. But now we're going to meet my dad, for example. Yep. That might not fly. Yeah. And it's not because I mean, uh, my views are rooted in misogyny. I'm trying to change uh-huh. who you are, whatever. Uh-huh. But that particular space requires uh-huh. a particular sort of conduct. Yeah. And it's a huge burden to place on someone to then say uh-huh. to them, change now. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. you should stick up for me <laughs> when your family is concerned. Like that girl, uh-huh. your friend, yeah, could have very easily said, 
my guy, you know I know COVID-9. Can you just yeah. cook? Can you tell your parents yeah. what timina? Uh-uh, I'm tired. And what yeah. you, on a day-to-day, this is not how we live. Yeah. That would have obviously put him in a very uncomfortable position. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, man, it's it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting. It is, but Senna, is that not rooted? Is that not rooted in patriarchy? I'm being for real though, right? The the performativeness of it. <laughs> but I could argue that even the performative yeah. aspect of it, if it was the other way around, there's certain things that the guy would also now have to do, which he wouldn't ordinarily do. Like what? Ah, hangers. Let's say I, I know we go Kubo Emakaya, right? On that uh-huh. one day or that one weekend, uh-huh. uh, they are now slaughtering and all these things. Now I must also, I don't do that on a day to day, at any point in time. Yeah. Maybe we're not going on a road trip. Maybe she drives all the time. Yeah. It's always fascinating how the man always drives. Right. Like it's very right. rare to find a man chilling in the passenger seat and the wife driving the car, even though they both have driver's licenses. Yeah. You'll always yeah. find Uguti is the guy in the driver's seat. In uh-huh. terms of, of roles, I think I'll agree with you, Uguti, for the most part, um, uh-huh. a, a huge part of the labor is, is more, a lot more is demanded of the woman. Uh-huh on a day-to-day uh-huh. than it is of the man. Yeah. But they're happy with it. It's not our, yeah. our place, as I said earlier, to superimpose our views and beliefs on their agreement. Uh-huh. That's just yeah. my, my take. Um, <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear anyways, you. moving right along. Um, so we have a Siazama. We do have a Siazama, actually. Okay. Uh-huh. But it's not really a Siazama. Um, so Nat, last week we spoke about Groove Hobos. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you heard the chat. What, what <laughs> yes. are your thoughts on that before I get into, into this year, Zama? Did you has something like that ever happened to you? No, and and I think last time when I was on with you and Tavo, I explained that the UK is a different beast, <laughs> it's a different beast. Remember, I was telling you that if you ask a UK guy for money, he'll block you. <laughs> like, like this, yeah. this kind of South African American culture of, you know, uh, you know, pay me. Pay, UK Twitter was in shambles with people going back and forth, their veins popping when they were discussing <laughs> her paying 200 pounds for a date you should have seen the men on twitter angry Wait, what what, 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 what is mean? it what is it about is, is it is it white uk men's or is it black uk men um so i'm mostly talking about black black uh, UK i guys. guess that's the culture that i black british tap into yeah and, black and where british. and where does it come from I don't know. So I don't know what he, um, I'm trying to think because a lot of UK black culture is influenced by the Caribbean and influenced by West Nigerians, Africa. right? But then I think West Africans generally seem to be more, like if you get like an original West African, they they, mm-hmm. they seem to take pride in sort of like taking care of their women. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like in terms of Caribbeans, maybe Jamaicans, you know, I've, I've never uh, experienced that. So I don't know maybe if that's also from that culture and mm-hmm. that's kind of 
but but no you can't get away with so so what you're saying about um you know people coming and being like oh give me a drink i mean it don't get me wrong there is still a culture of you know beautiful girls get let into the club right yes uh beautiful girls but maybe they'll be catered by the promoters um but also maybe you know the 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 the, the rich guys will be just wanting to kind of have them around right yeah Um, so there is that sort of culture but i don't think you would confidently just walk up to someone and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and be like yeah you're a man give me this <laughs> yeah you I can't think, do that no 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 you you can't do that um so i i'm always interested like i'm always it's always interesting to me like when i when i'm on essay twitter and i'm just like these things just <laughs> fly. they wouldn't fly in the uk it's it just would not fly maybe like subset of our culture mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense like maybe if you meet a zim guy or south african guy yeah who kind of is aware but the thing is they know Uti, listen the the, the 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 at the end of the day they're going to meet another girl maybe a, a white girl who's not going to ask them for that right they're actually yeah. going to pay for them so, uh, so the, the thing yeah. with the thing with essay it, it's maybe it's developed over the last few years or maybe it's always been like that and we just didn't know maybe because katessi says but dala we're now yeah. paying attention to some of these things, right? So yeah. unfortunately, what I have found is South Africa has a very big blesser blessy culture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To and it's also unfortunately got a very big Instagram aesthetic culture, uh-huh. which uh-huh. is which has emerged over the last few years. So put the two together, you have girls who want to appear to be living large for social media obviously uh-huh. for the likes and the views and the hey show me where you guys are to whatever whatever right uh-huh. there's many reasons for that uh-huh. so you you have that aspect of it and then on the uh-huh. flip side you have it's not on their dime uh-huh. it's never uh-huh. on these girls' dimes yeah it's always funded by a much older much richer guy right it's right, not always right. people like to say that the Nigerians are the places. It's not always uh-huh. Nigerians. South African right. politicians started this thing Ooh, with state money. Okay. <laughs> with state money? <laughs> oh my goodness. Money. My God. Um, so so that's where it comes from. So then when when a lot of girls come to the club, it's can I attach myself to mm. big spending guys as quickly as possible so that they can take care of me for the night and uh-huh. you know do all these things they'll buy me drinks and then uh-huh. instagram will see me popping bottles and i'll uh-huh. get my clicks i'll have a good time i don't have to uh-huh. keep a, a scent right so the, uh-huh. the culture unfortunately is now at that level or at that stage yeah i'm i'm not one to judge who these people are i'm not one to judge the way they live their lives i just yeah. had an issue with umuntu now coming to us yeah and and now you know like literally so what I find funny though that a twist in uh-huh. this in the aftermath of that episode uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't so much guys who were commenting and atting us saying Oguti they've been dealing with groove hobos <laughs> mm-hmm. it was not men <laughs> 
It was women. <laughs> what? Dealing with other women? Not other women with guys being uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god. So I've got two. Um uh-huh. uh, I'll I'll shout out to I'm not sure if this person wants me to 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 read this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it's fine because they didn't come into the DM. It was in 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 public. So uh-huh. let's go. Uh, she goes. Her, her username is Tete. Um, her at is at uh, Miss Matema. So shout out to you. Thanks for interacting. And always, you know, we see the comments, we see the likes, we see the retweets. We don't take it for granted. Thanks for listening. Your listen is very appreciated. So she goes. I had a girls' night in Harare. We had the same situation with guys stealing our bottles. Until we had our sober friend keep the last bottle and they had no shy coming at them on some past the bottle. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised not to a Harare men are uh, the real pandemic. <laughs> not the real pandemic. Um, <sighs> but yeah. but that, that was one, right? Um and then another one came to us. Um, I'm not sure if she wants us to name because uh, she came into the DM and she was scared that um, people would identify her. So I'll just read without mentioning the name. But you know who you are, so no shout out to you. Uh, maybe she doesn't want to be identified. So she goes, okay, Groove Hobo. I felt strongly enough about this to write it all out, but I can't be tweeting it out and disrupt my person's peace. It was my girl's birthday and she wanted to get turned, capital turned. We go to a club that was a little bit more grown than we're used to, but it's cool, we can keep up. There were six of us and we figured it's cheaper to just buy a couple of bottles. And this place had a thing where if you buy, if you buy multiple bottles, you get a table. That's usually, I think, what a lot of clubs do. So if you, they'll only give you a table if you, um, you know, give them bottles. Uh, so they give us a nice table and then just like flies on shit. <laughs> how were they all the way up? How were they all the way up to middle-aged men coming up to our table and helping themselves to our cups and pouring themselves drinks from our bucket. We were feeling to the point. <laughs> we were fuming to the point where two of the girls took the bottles with them. She picked it up and even went to the dance floor with it because it was that bad. And then a couple of them are coming up in my business saying, Oh, hey girl, let me pour you a drink. How are you doing? What are you doing afterwards? So obviously these were guys who were pretending to chatter up or talk to her. My God. It's the audacity for me. Oh my God. It's, it's what? I, 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 guys. Um, I immediately shut him down by saying, we're not the same. If you can't even, if you can't even get your own drink, move along, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm with the guy who started the Twitter thread. Broke boys and girls need to stay home. <laughs> Frog boys need to... <laughs> Listen. I But, but as, as a guy, what's your... Yeah, I don't understand. I, I can... I, I've, I've, I've monitored and I've analyzed why girls do it. I'm really shocked as to why guys do it besides 
getting drunk for free. No, listen, Senna, these are the same people at school who, who, who were never ashamed to ask for anything, right? I, maybe because I went to boarding, right, from like primary. So sometimes boarding, you know, sometimes, you know, your food runs out and all that stuff. You just had those kids who were not taught to be embarrassed, who would come to you, I want to see that whether I'm a loose biscuits or lemon creams and they'll be like, yeah. that's where it stops. <laughs> Those kids who always were like, nge, 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 they grow up to, to, to now be the pe- people at Groove doing this. Uh, seriously, because some of us will, you know, you, you, you had a little bit of shame. You had a little bit of, you know, you wouldn't just mm. be like, oh, if you see someone, uh, you know, and just ask them. I remember one time uh, there's yeah. a, there's at school uh back in the day when they used to be like sweets for africa yeah. um i don't know probably before your time but one little five girl, sheet yeah and there was one like hidden and sly yes um, one in hidden and sly so so uh there's this girl who literally always used to ask for food like she would always ask for food anything Pick-tick. whether whether you are uh you know if she sees you eating christmas there <laughs> the one time what we did is yeah. we bought those sweets you know the they used to be these sweets from sister africa where they were so like they were kind of chilly mm-hmm. and they were like really horrible <laughs> like they're, they're like chilly to the point which are color and because it's it sweet you're not expecting it to be that way so sometime in <laughs> and we were waiting we like clockwork and then we're like of course i take them all <laughs> and she had them and she was like guys yeah like she and then she was like what what's going on we're like how yeah. to feel <laughs> and she didn't like them no like the thing is if you're not expecting that taste you know, it 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 it, it yeah. just kind of yeah. It's like kind. It's like kugu levile. That's yes. how I can describe we it. Like in a sweet, exactly, exactly. You know. Okay, so this is going to sound very cheese boy. So one of the, I want say one of the culture shocks when I got to CBC, right? So mm. when I was at Whitestone, obviously it's a white dominated school. You all get your lunch boxes. No one has anyone for their food. In fact, mm-hmm. something like that would be frowned upon. What white mm-hmm. kids usually do, which mm-hmm. is very different from what, what, what I found later on, was they would swap things in their lunch boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. well, you have an apple, I have a banana, I'll swap you a banana for an apple. And then, because yeah. obviously their mothers, mothers pack for you and then you don't choose. So they do yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But it was never anything that I witnessed later on. Yeah. And I got to CBC, there's this phenomenon where people, you'd have a sandwich and no matter how small it is or it's a piece of chicken, people would be like, ah, brah, I won't come to the table. Like, ah, brack. I like, I won't need it. Brack became yeah. like a thing. I think I'll call, uh, I'll have one of the other CBC guys just to come talk about this thing um, yeah. on another on another episode. So what, what would happen is if you have a burger, for example, you bought a burger at the tuck shop, you're eating, uh-huh. you just knew that if you came across some people, they'd be uh-huh. on some... Ah, brack. I won't sleep on it. The funny thing is, right? Mm-hmm. It, that is not a portion of food on a suit and I. Right, right. You mm-hmm. you can't get full from 
a small little piece of my sandwich. Yeah. And obviously yeah. having a giving heart, singing and whatever. But there was a time when there's certain foods that you would just would not open in front of certain people because uh-huh, you knew uh-huh. tea, they'll be on some yeah brack, I won't clear punel, I won't come You have a hot dog, yeah, I'll have like a small piece and then when I just live maybe three quarters of your thing. The worst yeah. was when if you opened it in front of several of those guys. Yeah. And then your food is basically gone when you're only left with like a small piece. The funny thing is saying no always came across as you're arrogant, who's angry China, who's chilly, as Jela, you think you're better or whatever it is. That was unfortunately the connotations that came with stuff like that. But I'm I'm not surprised that maybe those people would then grow up to be ama ama groove hobos. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I really don't mm. think that's the case. I don't think any of those guys who grew up in high school or whatever would be yeah. putting stunts like this now. Yeah. But it's it's a funny phenomenon. Like it's tunes circle when I as a person when you're doing stuff like that. Sitin, <laughs> aren't you shy? Are you not ashamed? You know, is there nothing in you that's like, ish, maybe this isn't it? That's the thing. They they're not ashamed. There's no shy. Guys, let's bring back being embarrassed. <laughs> right. Yeah, like let's bring back being embarrassed. Like <sighs> that's that's what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. But ah, uh, anyway, shout out to those listeners who came through with those stories. Um, I didn't mm. think guys would be partaking in that. We learn yeah. new things every day. Uh, but yeah. King Kandora did say that it was it was um it was guys who did that to him with this bottle of Jameson that he didn't yeah. drink. Um, <laughs> so I guess it is proof of what you guys do it. I just don't think that they would do it to girls. That was ah. fascinating to me. Um, but, These anyways, <laughs> but anyways, um, Nat, thank you so much for coming through. I know that yes. you were busy and you had yeah. a whole lot of other things to take care of, but I appreciate you making the time. Very short notice. Yes, no, no, no. My pleasure, my pleasure. And uh yeah, guys, no, I, yes. I have enjoyed and hopefully you guys will enjoy the episode too. Yes, you're officially a cheese girl at this point. Yeah, unofficial member. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I am honored. I am honored. All right, cool. Um, everyone, before we go, don't forget to retweet the thing, like the thing, subscribe to the thing. Um, Nat, check you next time. Later. Yes. Bye.